welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Ray Lloyd, and this is All The Things. Last week, Saturday night, I was at a party and someone came up to me and she's like, oh my God, you're Ray. And I hate to sound like I have an like an inflated ego. I do not. I like to just do my thing quietly. No one notices. Fly under the radar, but also make an impact. Can you have both? I'm sort of figuring out how to do that, but I am also used to when I'm at these kinds of parties with a very specific crew of people that a lot of them know who I am. And I do the whole, like, hey, you don't know me, you know? And they're like, no, I know you. You're Ray. And I was like, oh, yeah, caught me, you know, kind of like just downplay it and move on with my life. And she's like, you know, I'm used to the whole, like, oh, you're, you're training, you're the thing you said, the thing you posted, like that kind of stuff I'm used to. But what I haven't gotten often is, oh, my God, I listen to your podcast and I love it. And I was like, damn, I, I want to record more. But I'm going to make an excuse right now that I believe in the current moment. And that's, uh, I don't know, I got busy. I definitely have what to say. I always have what to say, trust me. But I don't know, it gets, it's been years. I mean, how long have I been recording this? Like four years now, maybe longer. And at first I was so excited, you know, because that's how motivation is. And then the momentum didn't last because motivation's gone in three seconds. But the momentum didn't last because... I just, I don't know, I had these ideas of like, oh, I'll get 100,000 downloads, and I didn't, but the number of downloads I have is amazing. It's like the little girl in me is shocked that this many people would listen to something I would say, not in a low self-esteem way, just in a like, holy crap, you know, but I just, I don't know. I've been in a season of, I don't want to say low effort, not even a little, I outwork most people I know, and again, I say that with a lot of humility it's just part of who I am but it's not that it's not the work it's I mean I don't I don't monetize this at all but um I think I want it to matter and I think it felt like it started to not matter because stupid things like people weren't leaving as many reviews people weren't screenshotting that they were listening to it and tagging me not that I need the hoopla but more like I didn't have the satisfaction of knowing if it made an impact. And so then I stopped. But anyways, that's my little pity party for myself. Um, but if it makes an impact, I mean, I see how many people are listening to each episode. and It's a lot of people. If it makes an impact, like, let me know. Because I think I need not the validation. It's not that. It's not a low self-esteem thing. I, like I said, it's, I just want to know that it's worth my time. I guess I value my time and I just want to make sure it is. So if you like it, leave a five-star review screenshot that you're listening to it and let me know. Like, I just want to know that it's doing something. So that being said, I don't remember that girl's name who came up to me, but thank you for doing that because it really inspired me to go ahead and record this one because you know, she's like, oh my God, I love it. I listen to all of them. So that's cool. Um, Today, I I usually write down very specific notes when I'm recording so I don't miss anything or go off on a tangent. And today, I didn't take a lot of notes because I wanted to just be raw and real. Not that they aren't real when I have notes, but they're more like, start here, go here, do this, say that, you know. And today, I have some. I have a direction. I know what I want to say, but I wanted to just come out and just be. 
So it's going to be raw, unedited. Not that much of what I do is not raw or edited, but you get the idea. And I just want to say it, and I hope I ruffle some feathers because if I don't, then what's, you know, it wasn't loud enough. (laughs) So in my line of work, um, between owning a salon, I come across a lot of women and can pick up on their energy. And then with working with women who have Hashimoto's, I don't know if you've seen that I've gone in that direction. I mean, I've always been talking about Hashimoto's, but I actually have my Hashi's BFF course coming out soon. And I have my Hashimoto's journal already on Amazon and I'm doing lab reviews, which is really exciting. And obviously with no medical advice at all, it's just education. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ray Lloyd, R-A-E-L-L-O-Y-D dot Hashi's BFF, H-A-S-H-I-S, as in Sam, B-F-F, Frank Frank. You can find me over there. I'm just growing my following now with that, but I'm very excited. And then, of course, with helping people with their health, I'll come across a lot of people and a lot of people who hate themselves. And I'm going to pause for you to let that sink in. I come across a lot of people who hate themselves. And it's so fucking crazy to me because we're not born like that. Like, you don't ever come across a baby who's like, damn, like, I suck. I'm not good at this. I don't deserve this. I'm ugly. I can't handle that. I don't want this. I want it, but I don't deserve it. I... I'm not worthy. I'm terrible. I don't love myself. I'm the worst. Like you never come across a toddler who's thinking these very toxic thoughts that I promise you the list I just listed off is very short, but I know one of those sentences resonated with you. And that really sucks because so many of us are battling these like negative thoughts. Why? Like, where did that come from? Why is it so hard? Like it should be natural to love yourself. It should be natural to take good care of yourself. Why are we sitting around punishing ourselves for literally existing? It it just, it makes me really sad because I have a really hard time with it. And I am very trauma informed at this point. I've taken a course. I've read a ton of books. If I could suggest the documentary called The Wisdom of Trauma by Dr. Gabor Mate, G-A-B-O-R, last name M-E-T-E. It's absolutely incredible. He also wrote a book when the body called When the Body Says No. And he talks a lot about where this voice comes from and how it's from childhood trauma and even early adult trauma. And I think when I say the word trauma, people think of like terrible sexual abuse or Um, you know, living through a war or being in a plane crash. And like, yeah, those things are really shitty, but that's actually like a like acute trauma that's actually much easier to heal when it's like a one thing. Like it's a, it's like this happened and it's terrible. And like someone's in a car crash and they have to like go to therapy to like, you know, learn to heal from that. But it's a one thing and I'm not downplaying it at all. I'm just saying it's like it happened and it's once. But complex trauma, CPTSD, you know, when it's like a child went through neglect and abuse and verbal abuse and physical abuse or some or all or, you know, sexual added in there, all that stuff, it becomes complex because it's not just a one thing. And that's actually a lot harder to heal. And the body 
nose and it holds on to it. And in my not clinical opinion, I think it gets confused because, you know, I saw this quote that said, children don't start hating their parents when their parents abuse them or neglect them. They start to hate themselves. You know, sometimes you, you sit there and wonder, like, why would they do that to me? What did I do wrong? How was I not good enough? And that can play into perfectionism and striving to be the best and have the best job and do the best at school, be the thinnest, be the hottest, be the prettiest, be the wealthiest, be, you know, be, so you can finally be worthy of someone's love. And it's a much more complex conversation and I don't want to dive too deep into it. Maybe at another point I will, but I post about this a lot and it's in my book. OPS, my book is going to be coming out soon. So I'm very excited about that. I talk about trauma in my book and I'm very far from a trauma specialist and like not even a little. It's something that I'm so fixated on because I'm healing from my own, right? But I really got... Like I've just been looking really deep into this idea of like, why is it so goddamn hard for us to love ourselves? Like if we loved ourselves, we would give ourselves compassion. If we loved ourselves, we would not talk or think negatively about ourselves. If we loved ourselves, we would understand that we need to rest and not have these crazy high standards for our bodies and our minds and our friendships and our relationships and like everything that we do is never good enough. And it all stems from trauma. And some people walk around unhealed literally for the rest of their lives. And what do they do? They perpetuate it and they send it down to the next generation. And then their kids are walking around traumatized. And I decided, like, I don't, I don't care about a lot. Of, I mean, I care about a lot of things, but I don't care about a lot of like, like I have no expectations. Like if my kids want to go to college, great. If they don't, we'll figure it out, right? Like I don't have these expectations. I never put it on them. Like you must be an A student. I don't actually give a fuck. Like I don't even look at the report cards, honestly. Try your best. Be proud of trying your best. That's fucking it, right? I don't know why I'm swearing so much this episode. (laughs) It's just coming out. Um, But the one thing I have the expectations of myself that they have in turn and then don't perpetuate down into the next generation is this chaos that came from my family has got to be cut off with me (laughs) like we're not passing it on and I I fear because that I did because you know I didn't know I had my daughter at 21 I didn't start going to this awareness of that I had trauma or needed to heal until I was 34 yeah I had had all of my kids before I was 30 and I worry about it, but I, I'm so vocal and I talk so much about trauma and the body and I try to make sure that, you know, they're eating things that are good for their body and that they don't have these like unhealthy expectations of themselves and that they have self-love. And then you put them out into the world and you don't know exactly what they're exposed to on a daily basis or the people or what they say. And I'm scared of it, to be honest, but like, I'm not even afraid to say this. I don't even give a shit if my family listens to this and doesn't like it. But my grandfather on my mother's side, like my mother's father was a piece of shit. Yeah, he's dead. And he was a piece of... That's my dog. Thank you for joining the podcast. Do you have anything else that you need to say? No? Okay, why don't you leave? (laughs) Um, And I know some of you are like, how could you talk about a dead person like that? And I expound on that in my book. Um, He was traumatized. He was traumatized. That's what's up. And 
he didn't heal. And I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him for his trauma. I don't blame him for, you know, not knowing what he didn't know, but I blame him for not getting better. And I blame him for hurting his children and his wife verbally. I don't know if it was physical. No one's ever told me, and I'm not going to sit here and try to like pretend I know or all of that. But what I will say is that he then passed it down to that generation and then they passed it down unknowingly to our generation. And I see my cousins and I'm like, are you getting better? Are you healing? We don't even talk, you know, like, um, so I don't know. And I don't want to say anything about them that I don't know. But what I will say is that our family passed it down from generation to generation to generation. And, um, I refuse to do it. And so Till my last breath, I'm going to teach my children to love themselves. Like I sit around with my seven-year-old and I'm like, tell me 10 things that you love about yourself. It's not easy. It's even hard for her, you know, like it's not an easy exercise to do. And like, it feels uncomfortable, but it's something that I encourage the people I work with. I'm like, all right, when you're sending me in your goals, like I want to know five things you love about yourself. And so many people have such a hard time with it. Such a hard time with it. They're like, that was the hardest part of the exercise. That is insane. It shouldn't be hard to love ourselves. Why? Why? Why are the magazines convincing us that we don't look good enough unless we do this or that or the other thing? Why is the toxic part toxic parts of the diet industry? And I know it's ironic because I help people lose weight, but I call out the toxicity. Like, why is it that like the rest of their lives are spent trying to be perfect and look perfect? And if you're not perfect, then you know maybe if you overexercise, you'll be perfect. And it's like is this why we're here to hold ourselves up to this unattainable standard and then hate ourselves for it, for failing when we set ourselves up for failure? Like where the hell is this coming from? And I'm not sitting here with answers. (laughs) I'm not sitting here with answers. Sometimes I wonder like, you know, between all the trauma and all the dysregulation and all the perpetuation of crap that goes on with like bullies online and the way the school system is. And I know you're wondering how that fits into it, but I think it does. And societal expectations and just the system in general, I don't think breeds self-love well. Now I would say the self-love journey so to speak has become like the cool it thing, right? Everyone's talking about self-care and think talking about being in therapy is not taboo anymore but I mean until everyone subscribes to this idea that self-love has to come first and everything else will follow we're going to be fighting the system until everyone does because yes while it's acceptable to talk about it I don't think most people are actually implementing that into their day-to-day and so like, what does that look like, you know? And it's complicated and it's deep. And I would really have to do a much longer episode of like all the different nuances. But today I just wanted to introduce the idea to you that like talking to yourself like you're a piece of crap isn't normal. And you should probably want to stop. I'm not saying you have to stop. I'm not saying it, you know, everything has to change now because that's just a lot for your brain to handle. I just want you to acknowledge and wrap your head around the idea of it's not normal that our brains look in the mirror at our bodies and tell you all the terrible things. Like I right now could point out every flaw on my body. And I hate that my brain does that. It makes me sad because it's my body and I get to take good care of it and I get to live in it and I get to, you know, it's it's with me 24-7. And yet I look at it and I'm like, why do your thighs look like that? 
Why are you mushy? Why do your arms jiggle, jiggle? <laughs> Not like my money, right? Um, why all of these things that I could tell you? I could tell you more things I don't like about my body than the things I do like about my body. And that's really shitty. So in an ultimate world, you know, self-love would look like no more self negative self-talk and no more negative self-thoughts either and it's hard but you could even try to do it for 10 seconds out of the day you'll already be better off than you were yesterday right um do things that give you joy my god start saying no more if it doesn't give you joy you owe no one an explanation you owe no one your presence you owe no one anything other than what gives you joy and I'm not saying like go quit your job because going to work doesn't give you joy (laughs) I'm saying like if there's things that don't give you joy that must be done during the day like maybe doing laundry doesn't give you joy can you also do things that give you joy I was filling out this paperwork because um my doctor who I've been seeing for my Hashimoto's decided he no longer will see people virtually And um, I'm actually pretty pissed and I'm going to do a separate episode about that because I want to tell you how I asserted myself with his office um, because of everything, whatever. It's just a mess. Like, honestly, I see functional medicine only and you'll hear about that a lot if you follow me for Hashimoto's, but they can also be a mess. Okay. The medical system in general can take advantage of its people unless you stick up for yourself. So I just want to point that out, but I am... I was starting to like find who am I going to see who would see me virtually and I found a guy in Denver who would see me virtually but um, I'm probably going to go in for a visit or two because he does some pretty cool stuff on site too and I don't mind flying in for a visit and um, I was filling out paperwork and so interesting his intake is different than anything I've ever seen and I actually freaking loved it and one of the things it said was what are your hobbies and what are some things that give you joy. And I said, I love reading dirty romance novels. I love sitting on the beach. I love being creative. I love finding new music. I like all these different things. I love to write. I love to record this podcast. You know, like I love to be able to give to others. I love to be around animals. Like so many things that give me joy. Like what are things that give you joy? Do them more. Do them more. Rest. I have a chapter in my book about how toxic I think hustle culture is. And I don't think being successful is toxic. I I would say I am, in my mind, I'm successful, right? Like, I don't think working hard is toxic. I don't think wanting more money is toxic. I don't think leaning all in and doing everything you can to give yourself the life of your desi- dreams and desires is toxic. That's not what I think saying. But in my chapter in my book, I describe pushing yourself beyond your limits, not sleeping enough, you know, not thinking about anything else, not stopping to give yourself joy, not, you know, thinking your own thoughts, just falling in line and being a robot and working hard for the man. Like that's hustle culture and it's toxic. And I talk about in my book about how I believe habit culture is much more sustainable and more gentle on the body. But the point is, is that you can be successful and you can have all the money in the world and you can do all the things and work really hard. But like, if you don't rest, if you don't stop to do things that give you joy or to just take a moment to do jack, right? Like if you don't like go and just think your thoughts or meditate or sit in the sun or do some yoga or do something that's not just working all the freaking time, you're going to burn yourself the F out. And that is where you don't have self-compassion. You've proven you don't have self-compassion. If you're not taking good care of yourself or giving yourself time to rest or just be you don't have self-compassion and self-compassion comes from self-love 
If you think that you have to prove to the world that you're only good enough because of how much money you have or how many people love you, quote unquote, because I don't think people who keep themselves in an echo chamber full of fans actually have anyone that loves them. I think that they just curate that, right? But like, yeah, there's a lot of sickness out there, you know, and we can have empathy for those people and also want to stay away from them because they're toxic themselves. But the point is, is that, you know, having all the money in the world, but being unhappy and hating yourself is what like is that the trade-off I think I can have both like we should be able to have what we want in this life and be able to experience the experiences and go the places and buy the things and also have self-love enough to give ourselves a minute to rest and rest is not quitting so don't hear me incorrectly don't you dare hear me incorrectly where you think that quitting is resting because I know a lot of you quit and a lot of you know that it is a lot easier to quit than it is to push through so although I'm against hustle culture and I'm against not taking rests for yourselves and having self-compassion enough to be able to say okay I'm done for the night I am not saying don't work hard I am not saying quit I am not saying you aren't deserving of reaching your goals the reason why you quit is because you don't have self-love because you don't think you're deserving of reaching your goals see that's the conundrum The reason why you quit on your health plan, the reason why you quit on your business, the reason why you quit on your relationships, the reason why you quit posting on social media, the reason why you quit trying is because you don't love yourself enough to know that you deserve to work hard and make it happen. And working hard is not the same as hustle culture. And if you want to hear more about that, let a girl know and I'll do separate episodes on each of those. But it is in my book as well. Um, Understand that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have tiny thighs to be able to talk to people about health. You don't have to be a multi-billionaire to be able to give people business advice. You don't have to be, um, you know, the most selfless parent out there to be a good mother. Like, have some self-compassion and some self-love to know that you're worthy of every fucking bit of space that you take up just because you are here and you are breathing and you are alive and you don't have to apologize for that. And, um stop apologizing my god if you if i had a dollar for every time someone said to me i'm so sorry to bother you but or i know you're busy but or this is stupid but uh i'd be i'd be filthy filthy rich y'all apologize for a lot of shit that you don't have to apologize for you all apologize for existing you apologize for taking up space you apologize for wanting things you apologize for for all of it and and that comes it's a trauma response straight up if you loved yourself truly wholeheartedly unabashedly unashamedly loved yourselves you wouldn't apologize for having needs you would respect yourself enough to say hey um when you know when you have a chance if you could please review this you know and get back to me i would really appreciate it not apologizing doesn't make it rude and and we all do it it's a trauma response it's a it's a neglect child response it's a i'm not good enough response like oh my gosh i i've been there done that but You know that really, really yucky feeling that you get in the pit of your stomach when you aren't loyal to yourself? Yeah, let's try not to have that feeling in our bodies anymore. Let's start being loyal to ourselves and respecting ourselves enough to know that like it really doesn't matter what status we are in life or what rank we are in our business or how much money we make or or how thin we are, all that stuff. And, you know, stop focusing on that as to tell us how, how deserving we are of how much space we're allowed to take up in this world. Last I checked... At the end of the day, when we die, the rich people don't go to a special place. (laughs) The fancy people don't go to a better, a better spot in whatever comes after this. Pretty sure that's not how that works. So, 
You know, I'll end off with this. What do you love about yourself? Do you tell yourself that? Do you write it down? Do you share it? Are you loud about that? Because honestly, a lot of you hate yourselves so loudly and you apologize so hard for being you and you say, you know, sorry to bother you. Oh my God, I know I'm so weird. And it's it's unfaithful to yourself. But honestly, I know one of the reasons that you, we all do it is because if, if you beat them to the punch of hating yourself more than they hate you, it will hurt less, right? If you quit on the relationship, the business, the the friendship, the opportunity, the whatever, if you quit, they can't fire you, right? So it's the same idea. If you hate yourself louder, if you hate yourself first, then their rejection won't hurt as bad. The problem is, is that as you scream, your hate for yourself and your hate for yourself is louder than people's love for you. You never get to feel their love. You never get to feel your love. And that's the problem. Thank you for listening. I hope that you loved today's episode. Please do the following things. Share this all over your social media. Subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five-star rating. Till next time.